Welcome to the Tales of Africa podcast with your host, Richmond Setrana. Today, we have a very interesting guest in our studio. He's one of Africa's promising innovators. He's Arnold Nyendwa, a 24-year-old Zambian who has built a device that is fast becoming Africa's first stainless steel stove and is capable of using LP gas, electricity, and solid fuel. He has received multiple awards all across the globe, and today we have him in our studios. We are honored to have you, Arnold. Welcome to the Tales of Africa studio. Thank you so much, Tales of Africa, for having me. And it's really a great privilege to be here to share my story with you and the rest of Africa. And I'm really grateful for this uh, platform. Thank you. So what inspired the idea? Why do you decide to build a stainless steel stove that is capable of using both LP gas and electricity, even as well as solid fuel? What really inspired this idea and when did this idea begin to pop up in your mind? Okay. So uh, to begin with, uh, I was born in, in Zambia, specifically uh, in 1997 in February. Uh, grew up uh, having had life experiences, starting from a village setup, also coming to the urban setup. I was privileged to have both. So uh, mostly during my, my school days, starting, let me say, primary, to junior secondary, every time when I close, I would go back to my village in eastern province of Zambia, uh, called specifically Petauke district, where I would interact with uh, different people around the village. I would see the, the life that was there, helping grandpa in the village, cutting down trees. And that was just a normal thing I grew up seeing. But I think I was, as I was growing up, I used to observe a few things. We find that there is issues to do with uh, smoke infections, and um, a number of experiences, people cutting down of trees, going in school, I'll be told that was bad because deforestation will cause climate change. Well, at a very tender age, I, really, I never re really used to understand that as really as a big issue. But I think more as I grew up, mostly the time when I completed my, uh, my, my high school in 2015, then went to university at the age of 19, uh, started pursuing a bachelor's of degree in development studies. Now that's when I started having a clear picture. But coming to innovation, I did make the innovation, invent the innovation even before I went into university. That was in 2015, June, because the big issue, despite that, having that was a main influence, but the big force came through when I was um, in high school, my last high school in my grade 12, because we have grades here from 1 to 12. So you complete in grade 12. And in my grade 12, uh, at that time, that's when um, we were hit badly as a country with load shedding. That's power deficit. We had eight hours with no power. And that was a big issue because meaning our lives had to change. We had to reschedule. We were used to having power all day, 24 hours. And the Kariba Dam started the power started going down because of the water levels were coming down because also of the climate change. So I did really connect with what was happening, what with the experiences I had in my childhood. With that situation, I wanted to solve it. And that's how I started now uh, deciding to say, how can I make something that won't use electricity, but at first would just use solid fuel to cut down the issue of the problem that we are having. So that's how I arrived starting to make the first version it wasn't a three-in-one as you have introduced it, but at first it was just a seven-in-one stove that would cook, bake, fry, roast, warm, just using 
solid fuel. So that's where the journey started from. Wow, that's really wonderful to hear. No, this is very intriguing, even for our listeners. And I want to know, you are 24 years old now, right? So you are still kind of relatively young. So what made you think you could actually pull this off? What made you think this is something you can do? Okay. Uh, a lot of influences. Most of the people ask me who influences you, who, 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 where do you get your inspiration from? I say I get inspiration from humanity different people, different cultures. I've had privilege when I was 19 to, because in my country, there's no stainless steel industry. There's even up to date, there's nothing like a stainless steel industry. I was privileged at the age of 19 to make a collaboration, to get my first partnership at the age of 19 with Southern Africa Stainless Steel Development Association. Privileged also at that time also to meet the Republican president, The the, pre, the now gone the former president, Edgar Lungu, and uh, by then they were interested. They said, uh, what, what do you want to do with this? My vision at, at that particular time was just to ensure that all households in my country were able to buy and afford this stove now because of, by then I was told not to call it uh, a brazier because it made it more inferior, yet it was a very powerful machine. So at that time in 2016, the following year, I'd only made sales close to about 50 units. And um, that's how I got a partnership in South Africa to improve it. And I was exposed to high advanced technology. So every summer in school, when we close in by second year, I'll travel back, starting just from first year, I'll travel to South Africa, Cape Town, just to improve on the stove with high advanced uh, machines, technology that I had never seen. And from there, I think my mind started getting wide and big and I started understanding to say this solution wasn't only for my country, Zambia, wasn't only for Africa, but it was now like for the whole globe. So I started thinking in those lines and slowly but sure, that's how I started driving through and thinking further on how best I can improve my idea. And now I started thinking like the main issue right now affecting African homes People are complaining about um, how many how many times they're affected probably to prepare their food, the intervals. The issues also others would argue to say charcoal isn't good for climate purposes. And for sure, as I was doing development studies, I'm a policymaker. So I had to understand that the issues of charcoal wasn't good also for the continent, for the globe also. Then also other people would argue to say gas is so expensive. So now coming, having all those thoughts and people bring out those, now I started thinking in line, how can we provide a most affordable product for all categories of people in terms of either you are coming from a poor background or the high class, everyone should be able to afford such a product. That was the first thought. Second thought was how can we be able to put all these things that we have, we have a brazier separate, we have an electric stove separate, we have a gas stove stove. How can we put it all together? And most of the people, when you talk about it, they would say like, no, it's not possible. So I think those giving myself a challenge say, I think we can make something out of everything that I know around and I can put it up together and make it more functionable. So that's how now we started making the three in one and we started moving forward, doing a research and a number of few things with my team. Oh, wow, that's that's awesome. That's very nice. So you talked about partnership in South Africa. So I also want to find out, have you had any governmental support as a Zambian government supported you in any way, apart from the partnership in South Africa? Have you had any other collaborations with 
other organizations or industries that have been of benefit to you? So that was my first just breakthrough. I'd call it my big breakthrough today. It's like the world was calling me to the international market. That was just like a step for me to learn what, where I was going. So South Africa, we stayed there for about three years. I think at the age of 21, that's when I got my first international award. That was the International Stainless Steel Award in Johannesburg, 25th October. I won't forget that day because the, the previous date was our independence, 24th October. So that time when I moved there, and after three years, we completed the product, was awarded, recognized in South Africa and internationally in the stainless steel, international stainless steel industry. I went back home in 2019, came back here in Zambia and signed a 1.2 million deal with the government to build the first plant that will be able to, to do the stores. We should, be put it, we should put it on record and should be aware that the first version of the stove in South Africa wasn't a three-in-one. It was just an improved version using stainless steel and advanced technology because we didn't have the capacity of the technology in Zambia. We didn't have also the materials required to produce the same version. It was just a seven-in-one and we'll be able to do all those functions. That's cooking, baking, roasting, and frying. So when I came back here in Zambia in 2019, I signed something with the Minister of Youth and Sports because before I went, I got blessings from my president, my former president then. Then when I came back, they said, okay, we, we should support um, this youth. Unfortunately, after signing, the COVID hit us and every, everything went down just there and then. And I couldn't move forward. And I felt, to be honest, I felt like giving up. All my dreams were kind of shattered. By then, I was still again in school. I was a student. And I think my big wake-up call came in in 2019, end of 2019, as we were entering just 2020. So at the beginning of 2020, that's when we partnered with Tumption Machinery in Asia to build the first stainless steel stove in Africa that would use gas, LPG gas, electricity, and solid fuel just on one product with also just 12 bolts and 12 nuts that allows you to assemble it and dismantle it. So just after that time, I think that's when um, I realized that uh, it was something that was beyond the expectations of a product that will only meet the demands for Africa and Zambia. So after the partnership took us close about six months, we built the product. And uh, after building the product, because by then I had lost that the 1.2 million from my government. They couldn't have financed it because of the COVID. And also my country was in the issue of debt, so the issues to do with a number of things that were going on around the government, a lot of issues. So I just sided away, away from the government. And to any innovator, young person who's trying to build something, I'll never encourage them really, really to go before the government. It wasn't a good plan. That's one of the lessons I learned. So from there, that's how I we did build the stove uh, in Asia. And um, finally, by the end of um, 2019, I was able, by the end of 2020, sorry, we were able to finish it and um, finally released it on the market. And the contract started coming through now. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So it's currently on the market, right? I want to know, so, um, how accessible is it on the market? Is it on the Zambia market? Is it on the international market? How does one get to buy one of your stainless steel stoves? Okay. So uh, the stove itself, uh, 
we just made a few samples for a trial in the beginning of this year. That was it. But by the end of this year, I'm happy to announce that uh, they'll be more accessible on the markets. Uh, but the first market before the end of this year, the market we're starting off from it's Zambia. We're bringing, we're much focused on producing bulky products. That's the first step. Then uh, secondly, uh, we are much of manufacturers. So we have a, a corporation in Asia, which we have signed. Uh, none of we don't we haven't sold any shares we still i still own any 100 percent shares and um what's there is that uh we are using the technology that is there to produce to mass produce them and to produce a number of products that will be able to see that we flood the market but we are putting into plans of expansion across the african continent building assembling assembling plants across different African countries. Because this stove also, you can just dismantle it with 12 bolts and assemble it. So meaning you can use it for both indoors and outdoors, despite it having also functions of gas, electricity, and also solid fuel. But we're also putting also other plants because we have uh, a number of uh, attraction, uh, attraction that have been coming on board across Europe and different parts of the world. So what we're doing, we have joined the World Alliance for Efficient Solution under Solar Impulse. They're based in Switzerland. And they are currently, we are waiting just for the certification of the labeling our product. This will allow us also to go wide across the world and then building a number of partnerships across uh, different uh, nations, not only across Africa. So we have taken that step. But lastly, also, we are, we are currently, we have finished talks with Alibaba and Amazon. That will see also the products by next year to be listed on Alibaba and Amazon. So people will be able to make um, bulky orders on Alibaba and Amazon. And you can be able to ship any part of the world. Even right now, when they go to the website for Venturas Jumpstart, they can be able to make bulky orders and we can be able to respond and ship any part of the world. That's that we haven't yet just made it yet official, the products on the website and also on those platforms. All right, that's awesome. So I think yeah, listening on Alibaba is going to give you that big breakthrough that you need, especially on the international market. So how is the future looking like for Jumpstart Venturas, for your company? Okay, I know right now you are you are shifting the narrative from stoves that use charcoal and wood because of the respiratory diseases at, um, associated with them to more stainless steel options, more electricity, LPG gas options. So how is the future looking like for you? Are you still considering more innovative ways of doing things in the future or you'd want to hang on with this for some time venturas jumpstart is going to take over if, if you have seen our log on the website it, it says strongest in the world we're coming on board and we're not seeing ourselves going down anytime soon because there's a lot happening believe me a lot happening right now what we have just done i, I wish to be I wish to, to, to make this known on this platform for the first time that I've never disclosed on the public. Uh, um, it's not the only stove right now that you know the three-in-one because that's a popular, that's the first we are carrying. But we have just uh, two weeks ago, we were from finishing other completion of four different versions of stoves that we are bringing on the market. We have one plate cooker, gas, two plate cooker, gas, three plate cooker, gas. We have also two three plate gas and two plate one plate electricity plus the three in one so it's like we have these five ranges of different products 
that are there for people to access. So meaning this means a person in the rural setup, they'll be able to afford and get our products. A person in the urban setup, you, it's up to you to choose which choice and which size of the product you want to buy. And also the products we're trying as much as possible to work within the clock that we deliver on time. We sign a number of corporations and partnerships across the continent and other parts of the world so that we can be able to spread the products to reach each and every individual. And in the next close to say, let me say five years to 10 years, let me say to 10 years, I think we'll be everywhere across the African continent. Wow, that's, that's I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And I look forward to Ventura's Jumpstart taking over the African market. So let me dwell a little bit on the awards that you've won. I know you said you've won a number of awards uh, worldwide, right? So I want to know the kind of acknowledgement that you've received across the globe. Have you felt that same love in Africa, maybe not just Zambia in particular, but Africa in general? Have you felt that same support and love in Africa as you've received the recognition across the world? Okay, so in total, I think I've won close to 15 awards in the space of, uh, let me say, count uh, three years. I've won 15 awards, most of them coming from from um, outside. Uh, I can say I've gotten a lot of love from South Africa, West Africa, uh, Nigeria, Ghana, UK, US. A number of awards have come through. Grateful to God Almighty for that. Um, I've felt a number of love from different parts of the, most of the support. Definitely, it's funny enough that I'm getting much support outside, not even much in my country. Yes, there is support. People love me here because I'm doing most of the things, being there, making sure that there's, um, because I was always starting in my home country, there was nothing like innovation. And now I've built the culture and a lot of young people have come up they are doing amazing things the industry is getting tough right now here in back home in the country but i'm just happy that i was there to start all this thing to be in the forefront to push the agenda and the young people there's a big rise that's a plus for me but i'm getting a big love i think across african continent just the way i've done today putting me on this platform we can't be anything without the media the media that's what's making us today so the love is there and i'm always grateful for the role that the media is playing the people just to share the content and just to speak about it even just having an engagement talks people just even sharing a message of encouragement all those are adding up so the love is everywhere and i really appreciate what has been happening around all right all right that's awesome i'm happy to hear that you're receiving love from from africa from all parts of africa and the world over that's really awesome to hear so do you have any last words for you know young african innovators entrepreneurs who also want to venture and then have that wild dream that you had to also do something that is unprecedented looking back or in retrospect what kind of advice would you give them from your experience from my experience uh it's it's always not easy to start it's not always easy but that shouldn't make you afraid you shouldn't be worried if uh, from a christian point of view i'm an adventist uh, i would refer always somebody to always go to matthews uh, 6 verse 25 going down that talks about not worrying that god is always there he takes care of us even when the bird he says when you worry 
that means you don't have even trust in God. That's the biggest foundation for everything because even me, I'm not the first to do this. I'm not the first to do this. Uh, I won't be the first to do this. They'll, for more generations to come, there'll be more people to come and do this. So my word to be there, either despite this time that I'm speaking now, even the times that you hear the broadcast after, even probably, even when I'm not no longer there, I'm gone because no one lives forever. God only lives forever. I always tell you to always stick, always to stick to God and believe in Him and to fight hard and work hard to be there and to make it happen. But I have this, this one word that is a solution for African tech, I think, technology. One thing that has to be there for Africans is not just to sit back and make your innovation in your backyards and always with your governments, with a few people around you and say, we can always make it on, on your own. No, 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 no. We need as Africans to rise up and to show the world what we have done. But how can we do this? The only way we have to partner. They need us, we need them. They have the technology out there that can reach our product to the maximum level of its best ability. We need collaborations in short. Just the way music, music, they do features. We need corporations to spread the word, to spread our products across the world. If we only sit back and say, okay, we can do it on our own. Yes, we can do it on our own when we think, but it's important to see one another as partners, not as, um, as enemies at the end of the day. So we need to go to the West, see what the West is doing. We tap into the Western world knowledge and also the, the technology that they have to advance our agenda and take it further. And also the Western have the purpose also to look into the African technology and best things like I'm talking about the stove right now. It can work in the West. It's working. And that's why most of the people, even the Solar Impulse Lab in Switzerland, were able to approach us because it can work in different parts of the world. So that's that collaboration is needed. And... I know most of the Africans were crying much like, oh, they got our sources. Uh, a lot of things are happening right now. You know, they only come to exploit us. But I think it's very, very important also for Africans for us to open up and not take that fight. It happened. It his it's history that we cannot reverse. It's now to focus on the future and the solution and really to change that, to shape that, to open our minds and be there and foster the agenda of technology. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Arnold, for being here with us today. I'm sure our listeners have learned a thing or two and they are really inspired by your message and by what you've done. And um, this is not the last time we are going to have you on our podcast show, that's for sure. We are going to have you again sometime in the future. And I know that by that time, all of our listeners and including myself will have stainless steel stoves in our households from Ventura's Jumpstarts. Do you have any shout outs um, that you want to say or do you, do you want to leave your social media handles? Maybe people want to see the kind of things that you've done, your works, they want to kind of hear from you. Do you have any websites, links you can drop? Do you have any social media handles you can drop? Okay, so uh, for those who want uh, partnerships, business-wise, um, being distributors, you can reach out on the website www.venturasjumpstart.com dot com uh you can reach my social uh, social media handles facebook anod nyendwa inventor um instagram anod the inventor same you can still type anod nyendwa inventor to bring 
uh, Twitter, Arnold Inventor, then um, um, LinkedIn, Arnold Nyendwe Inventor. So um, I think thanks so much again, Tariq for Africa. And I'm looking forward for more engagements and a few things we can share. Um, and then also feedbacks and, and, and the few things that they yeah, people out there, they are thinking they can share. We understand it's not we can always be accurate, but a few by there and sharing thoughts here and there and the best will bring us to where we're supposed to be together. So let's always be open minded and just share and live as one as Africa. And I'm looking forward to be there one day and just to be able and to feel like everyone is there to be part of it we might not meet physically but just like this i feel i'm connected to everyone and i'm just there talking to you one-on-one -on -one. so that's that's why i'm really grateful for you for having me today thank you you're welcome Arnold. it's a pleasure having you so what i'm going to do is that i'm going to leave the links to your profile and then to your company in the description of the podcast so that it's easier for people to reach you is that fine with you Sure, no problem. Okay, sure. So to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I hope this has been worth your time and we'll meet you again. This is Rich Monsetrana and then we'll catch you another time. Bye-bye.